The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. What's going on, everyone? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast. That's the Welcome to the ooh, Show podcast. That's right. Part take two. That, take that. Part two of two. Um, we didn't get to talk any football yesterday because I dragged on the baseball. Um, we're holding on to baseball by a tiny thread to survive that weekend where football took over all uh-huh. outlets. Um, so we're just going to don't know how long this episode is going to be, but we're going to talk about football and uh, maybe we'll mention a little bit of baseball as well. Since there was some baseball last night, the Yankees beat Red Sox again, whatever. Maybe that's all the baseball we'll talk about. Maybe I don't really want to talk about it. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Manny, how are you? How are you doing? Things are, you know, things are great in the household. Um, you know, Talkman's out for six to eight weeks, but I'm okay. Uh, the Giants got oh, murdered by the, oh, Dallas, talk, by the Dallas oh, Cowboys. Talkman. Oh, no. Talkman. No. How, oh, man. Good news, though. Giancarlo Stan could be back next week. <clears throat> Just like that, man. Pick off where, they, where, <laughs> where, where Talkman left off. Oh, man. It just doesn't end. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones got a couple of meaningless meaningless snaps. Well, we're going to get into football, of course. But what have you heard about Stan? I haven't heard anything besides that he was pushed back. He had a setback throughout so, that. A couple Austin. of weeks ago, he started ramping up activity, um, hitting off of a tee, facing live pitching. And it seems like everything is going good. So they're getting ready to send him on a rehab stint. And he, they're saying that he should be back for the next uh, home stand, which is like, I think it's like a week from today or a week from yesterday. So uh, we should see him next week, hopefully. And hopefully he's healthy and hopefully these juice balls are friendly to him. Hopefully he can smack 30 home runs in the last in the last 15 games. Yeah, it's crazy how one of the most one of the game's biggest home run hitters hasn't we haven't witnessed his what he would do with these uh, juiced baseballs, you know, even know. though technically they were juiced last year. He had like 33 home runs. I know. I know um, that this is supposed to be more football based, but I, I'm almost even wondering what would, could Jose Batista have made a comeback this year with the juice baseballs? He's not signed anywhere, right? No, he's he's just, you know, sleeping somewhere. He's in DR under a mango tree chilling. Well, well, we know that guy could hit a baseball pretty good, so I'm I'm wondering why he didn't get a look from anyone, right? like even the Mets. The Mets took a chance on him last year. Why not take mm-hmm. a chance on him this year? Yeah, but with these you know? balls, yeah. Love I just want to go through. I just want to go through three uh, three Bleacher Report notifications that I just got in the last half hour. Cece Sabathia talks knee issues. Says, "Quote: If this team wasn't in a position to win a championship." I probably would have had surgery a long time ago. Ooh. All right. What does that even mean? Like, is he saying, like, if the team didn't need me so bad, I would have had surgery a long time ago? Because I don't really think the Yankees need him. If anything, he's just there for, like, the veteran, you know, we're going to send you off on a good note. Uh, thanks for being with us for so long. Make sure you retire as a Yankee when you go to the Hall of Fame type of stuff. Is he really Is he really playing a role in, as far as the team goes and, like, winning games? I think his presence is felt in the clubhouse, you know, your favorite, the veteran presence. But I think that he's a leader. Um, so I think that that helps. I don't know how how many wins that's worth. I don't think that's worth much in terms of wins. But he makes – I know that when I, I listen to his podcast. I always mention it, R2C2 with Ryan Rucco. And a lot of people talk about how how he makes them feel 
comfortable. Like a lot of clubhouses that you go into, you're kind of the lowest man on the totem pole. You're treated like shit. And it sounds like CC Sabathia went through a rough time when he was with Cleveland in that aspect. So he's made it a point as a member of the New York Yankees to welcome the younger players and try to make them a feel to make them feel part of the team. Like a lot of young, like Mike Talkman was on the show. A lot of young players were on the show. Um, and they talk about how they don't get that sense here. Like they feel good. As soon as they come in, they feel like they're a part of the team. They feel like they're a part of the family and CC gets a lot of credit for that. So I think that's important. Um, but I don't think that he's, I don't want to take any credit away from him. He, there were some starts in, the, in there that he was pretty good for us in the beginning of the year. But I don't think he's a factor at this point in terms of, yeah. you know, his performance. Yeah. Okay. I, so. I, 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 I agree as well. Um, then since we're not trying to spend too much time on being going to kind of rush through these real quick. The next headline, the next uh, notification was Thor on complaints to Mets. Listen to this one, Manny. Mm. He says, quote, it is unfortunate, dot, dot, dot. Whoever wrote this on Bleacher Report, thank you for the, you know, the pauses. He says, quote, it's unfo- it is unfortunate, dot, dot, dot. As of right now, the 25, 40 guys in the clubhouse, those guys are my family. Whatever, man. At the end of the day, like, you com- you you went out of your way to complain about something, knowing that it's going to make it to the media, knowing that it's going to get the ball rolling in the terms of e- either two things are going to happen. Either you're going to get your way at the expense of not having Wilson Ramos in the lineup, which, by the way, the Mets need Wilson Ramos in the lineup because he's on fire. Mm-hmm. Or the other option was that it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna get the ball rolling in the media and people are gonna have to pick sides. Mostly fans are probably gonna pick Noah Syndergaard's side because he's the Mets Thor. He's this like mystical average pitcher that the Mets love. Right. And everyone seems to, you know, no one's gonna choose like the organization, the GM or anything over over a player. So I don't know, man. This I, if I was Wilson Ramos, I'd look at this. This right now, what what he technically just said about these guys are my family. You like whatever, man. Like I'm just here to get a paycheck. I can't right. wait till the season's over. You're probably be traded. I'll be here next year. So, yeah, that's my takeaway from that comment is that I, it sounds to me like he's gone after this year. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, because I I can't if if Brody Van Wagen is going to continue being the GM of the Mets, I don't see I don't see how how they could you know. How he could allow Syndergaard to blast him. Well, I guess it was leaked. He didn't blast him in the media. And uh and with Wilson Ramos too, and, and you bring him back and you bring him back to the team next year. Just you know, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, so peace out, Thor. Yeah. And my advice to know Syndergaard is like you're Go not to perfect. Asgard, bitch. Yeah. Go to heaven. <laughs> You're not perfect as a pitcher, by the way. You no. don't know how to hold runners on. So maybe that can help you pitch better to Wilson Ramos if you've learned how to, you know, adjust your game, learn learn how to do like a a slide step maybe. It's not that hard. Yeah. Anyways. And again, right. I've I've like I said in yes in part 1 of this podcast, I've heard of of pitchers not wanting to pitch to particular catchers. Um but as yeah, there's I a, said there's a there's a long list of pitchers that yeah. are that are like that, yeah. As I said yesterday, I believe that there's another pitcher in the Mets staff that doesn't like pitching to Wilson Ramos or has a personal catcher or whatever. So if that's the case, you're in the National League. There's nowhere to put Ramos's bat. His bat has been really good this year. So suck it up, son. Yeah. And you know what? Syndergaard's been pitching good since since the All-Star break. I think he had one bad start. It was the worst start of his career. 
But after that, he's been pretty good. So shut the fuck up and just pitch. That's it. Yeah, man. And don't forget who you play for. You play for the Mets. Does it help the Mets that this got leaked out? Does it help the Mets in any situation that you might get your way for the last two, three starts that you have in the season? Probably not. So just be smarter. Fuck Send up, the son. bitch. Send the bitch. <laughs> all right the last the last uh notification i just got right here and, and the reason why i wanted to bring this up because i think this kid's emerging as as a legend before our eyes and we're missing out on it because we're focused on the yankees and the red sox and you know gary sanchez and acuna and all these trout and all this shit Jordan alvarez the astros mark seat of alvarez's home run so last night he hit a ball that hit a, a seat in the stands and it's now orange so this is like uh what's the what's the seat in uh in the red sox stadium is it like ted williams seat or something yeah yeah, yeah. it this is like that and i'm looking at your on numbers right now in 71 yeah. <laughs> games he has <laughs> this is a joke man. In se- yeah in 71 games he has oh 24 home runs 72 rbis 77 strikeouts uh i think this is our rookie of the year by a landslide <laughs> For the American, yeah, man, it just doesn't seem like there's anyone else that's putting this up, and and if he really is this good, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, like he's he he would have he would have he might have hit sixty home runs this year. D- did we really? Did he really have to go to the? Did he have to? Did he really have to be a, a member of the Astros organization? Like, come on, man. The Astros are so stacked that they had this Fuck. kid in the minor leagues, and they have another guy, Kyle Tucker, who's a beast. He's ripping; he was ripping it in the minors all year long. But they have nowhere to put him because they have guys like George Springer and these guys in, in the majors already that are superstars. Like I've never seen a team like. I mean, I guess we can argue that the Yankees are kind of oh like this God. too because it spoils of riches in the minors and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, the Astros won the World Series and they went back to the playoffs. They've been back to the playoffs every year since. So it's like. I feel like the Astros are just like a notch above the Yankees' talent in the majors and in the minors. It's just like a little notch above. And yeah, Jordan, and Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez is what's tipping the scale right now. I'm looking at Jordan Alvarez's minor league numbers, and it, he's not one of these cases where where he was like a fluke, and then in the majors he in the majors he turned into a, a beast. He was a beast in the minors, like a beast. Yeah. Since like since he got signed, I'm talking. 351 yeah, batting well that's that's in in that's probably in Cuba Las Tunas 2016 Astros the Astros that this must be a ball well, he hit 341 in 304 se- yeah in two seasons in AAA he hit 306 and a 1.017 OPS Insane, in two seasons man. in AAA so clearly this guy would have probably been called up sooner if he had not played for the Astros but I just Man. wanted to bring that up it's a legend emerging <laughs> before our eyes mm-hmm. could we could we be more spoiled with this talent with like Juan Soto and Acuna and now Alvarez in the majors what's missing I think is those like once in a lifetime pitching which Walker Bueller could probably be that for the Dodgers yeah. but I feel like we're missing like those we don't know if Walker I don't know if Walker Bueller if there's any you know, young rookie pitcher now that compares to what you know Yoran and Acuna are doing. So, um, you hear my daughter in the background? Yeah, man. Tell her I said hi. Yeah, sup, dog? Um, forty-seven home runs this year combined. Twenty-three in the minors in fifty-six games in AAA. 
and 24 in the majors in 71 games uh, with the Astros. 24 plus 23 is 47. 47 home runs. Mm. Insane. Insane in the membrane. Manny, you watched football over the weekend for the first Something. time in how long? Um, Let me rephrase the question. Yeah. You watched the opening day of Giants football for the first time in how long? Uh, since I moved to PA. So I moved to PA in 2016. I'm not, so I don't get the Giants games here because I'm in PA. I got okay. it this I got it this weekend, thank God. So um, that worked out. I think it's because it was the Cowboys and it was like the national game because I know it was Joe Buck and and, uh, and Troy Aikman called the game. So that must have been like the, the one that everybody saw. It was, it was the 4 o'clock game, so everybody gets to watch that game, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, but before that, I had the Eagles game. I had the Ravens game because where I live, I'm in the middle of all those places. Um, I had the, the Redskins game, and they were all terrible fucking games. Um, so well, that the- didn't work out. Thursday, I watched that. I watched the Thursday night football game. That was a fucking disaster. Um, so what uh, So what was the reason? what was the reason you had stopped originally watching football or did you watch did you stop watching football as into the point where you didn't even watch the playoffs or was it just giants games that you stopped watching you're a giants fan guys he's a Giants yeah fan. i'm a bill's I'm a fan. Giants fan he's a giants fan. yeah so i'm a giants fan i i didn't watch pretty much basically the truth is i didn't watch because i didn't get i didn't get giants games here um had i gotten giants games like i could like i did back home when i lived in, in jersey i probably would have kept watching football and yeah i do watch postseason games i do watch the super bowl um but I never, you know, like instead of making sure that I don't have plans on a Sunday so that I can watch the Giants, we do shit on Sundays and I just didn't watch football at all. When I got home, I probably watched the NBC Sunday night football game, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. I stopped watching Monday night football years ago. I feel like since they they moved it to ESPN, that shit has sucked, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, those Monday night games are kind of... They're terrible, man. I didn't even bother watching last night. Not even going to lie. Well, I watched a good chunk of the first game saints and texans that was a pretty good game but mm-hmm. once that game ended which was a it was it was a pretty good game so it was like i i always feel like the good games are like a little bit draining because you're so glued to the tv sometimes so yeah. once that ended and they're like all right here we are in los angeles raiders i'm like nope <laughs> turned it <laughs> off because i'm like who's gonna sit up and watch this man like and and that's the thing that they uh, football got smart. I think baseball did this too after a while, but but football got smart in that later on in the season, if the matchup isn't that appealing, they'll change it. Um, but they haven't solved that problem to start the season because you don't know what anybody is in, in week one. Which, by the way, I think that, that week one of the NFL season kind of proved the point for why you need a preseason in football. I get that it's bullshit, that the games suck, and you're paying full price for tickets to go watch these games. But there were some really bad games this week, like not even competitive. Um, yeah, the the Marlins got killed by like fifty points. The Dolphins, yeah, Marlins, the Dolphins, <laughs> Marlins, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Are, yeah. Damn it, it's a bad time to be a Miami fan, guys. <laughs> yeah, Baker Mayfield looked terrible. The, the Browns looked bad that for, uh, the first game. Um, Tubisky, the 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 Brown the the Bears game. I thought that was going to be a, a an amazing game. The Packers against the Bears. He oh, looked like he sucked. was lost. And Trubisky didn't play a sucked. single... Or Trubisky. I, I might be saying his, wrong, his name wrong. Trubisky. 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 He apparently... I didn't know this because I don't pay attention to preseason. He didn't, he didn't even... He didn't have a single snap in the preseason. So he's not even like football ready. And I know that Steve Young on the Michael K show 
always says that the first month of football is always the worst because nobody's really ready yet. And I think now that's multiplied because people aren't playing in the preseason anymore. So um, there was some really bad football. Like, I know that that Bears game, I sat through it. I watched the whole thing. And the last two quarters, you know, the second half, I felt like felt like killing myself, man. It was terrible. No, yeah, that Bears game was horrible. And even if Mitch, Mitch Trubisky didn't take snaps in preseason – you're you're your it's your second year as a quarterback. I I would imagine you should be able to at least you know get in something. the red, get in the end zone something you know and especially something. since his coach gets a lot of credit for being like this offensive guru or you know I might be wrong maybe he's just the overall in general great head coach guru yeah. or something but I know that he gets a lot of credit for his offensive schemes and you can tell they do run a lot of cool things but at the same time it's like I can tell Trubisky's limited as a quarterback mm-hmm. and it kind of sucks as they traded up to get him. Uh, well, he's supposed to be like a mobile, you know, he runs yeah. around, he can run around and escape the pocket and stuff. He just looked lost. Like, you knew, you knew where he was going to throw the ball on every play. Like, yeah, he, he was predictable. And, and, and not to just stick with him. Also the Browns, the Browns are being touted all preseason. They were the sleeper team, the Cinderella story. They got Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield. They have Landry. They have, you know, that receiving core They have, you know, a, a pretty good team. And they they sucked too. They were terrible. The, I'm kind of happy. The, the Steelers sucked too. Ben Roethlisberger looked old. You know he had no targets. He had nobody to throw the ball to. No running game. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think the Steelers weren't meant. I think they got moved up to the primetime slot once they found out that Antonio Brown got traded, which we're gonna get into separately uh, later in this episode because I want to dedicate a good amount of time to that whole Antonio hours. Brown. Yeah, that'd, that'd be that that should that should do it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm kind of happy the Browns got got their ass whooped because I'm sick of seeing these GQ magazine guys like Baker Mayfield and <laughs> and uh, Odell Beckham. And I'm gonna compl- I'm gonna keep complaining. I'm gonna keep complaining about this until one of those guys takes responsibility for the unnecessary drama that they cause. Yeah. And today I got a notification where so I noticed Odell Beckham wore a $350,000 watch during game time. I stupid. Now I'm gonna ask you. I, I'm I'm just a regular football fan, regular fan of the NFL. Like I'm I'm I don't think I know too much about it, but I know more than someone. You know, obviously I I think I know more than I would say I'm a little above average of an NFL fan. And I see Odell Beckham in a game with the watch. Now what is mm-hmm. what's your reaction when you see that? Without knowing anything about what happened today, but what was your reaction if you had seen Odell Beckham wearing a watch during game time? Before I say my comments, I want to apologize for my kids in the background. They're going crazy downstairs. And uh, I'm in the process of fixing up the office. So I'm going to make it into a little office studio guest room type thing. And so there's nothing to stop the sound at this point. So sorry about that. Anyway, so what that says to me is he's seeking attention. He's attention seeking. He's making shit about himself. He's drawing all the attention toward him. And it's just an unnecessary, stupid thing. Like, and this is the kind of shit that drove the Giants crazy. Like, why are you doing these little minuscule? They're almost annoying. It's like a fly yeah. flying around your head. Like, why the like? What's the point of this shit? Like, just cut let me this tell shit you, out. Let me tell you what, what was the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw that. It look, it's a pretty nice watch. When I saw that nice watch on his hand and him in uniform, I was like, this can't be. This can't be allowed. Like. You know, they're jumping into piles 
on top of each other their eyes aren't completely protected all the time like there's no reason why that watch can't fling into someone's eye and like you know scratch someone or something you know like so i i the first thing i thought was like oh i'm surprised they allowed that it seems it doesn't seem right that the nfl that doesn't allow certain things would allow a guy to wear a watch so what happens today we get a notification although beckham says he's still gonna wear the watch because he knows that if somebody else was wearing the watch, they wouldn't say anything. I'm like, no, this isn't one of those cases. You're not the mm-hmm. victim here. You're you're just causing problems. You're, like, creating you're not the, the victim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you don't need to wear a watch. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't like it's a it's and, a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch. Right. Is it meant to play football? No, I'm pretty sure it's meant to wear when you go out and you want to look like you can afford it. Right. And and the reason why I think it's a, it's allowed, quote unquote, in the NFLs because probably nobody even thought about who's who in their right mind is going to wear a three hundred and fifty or whatever thousand dollar watch to a football game. So during um, a football, during a football, exactly. So yeah, like that's the thing because it, it's something that you just don't do. It's like not normal behavior. It's like me walking on outside and putting my pants on my you know on my torso and my shirt and my legs. Like it's just not you know. It's not normal human behavior. It's fucking something you do to just take all the attention, to suck all the air out of the room, and just and just make everything about yourself. And that's Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. And he has so much talent that if he just dedicated more time to his to his craft, which I'm sure that that maybe it wouldn't make that much of a difference, but people would appreciate him so much more. But instead, every you know, we have to focus on the dumbass shit that he does every single year, and not just that. Fucking just play, man. You spent the last two years with the Giants on the on the on the I'm gonna say injured list because I'm I'm in baseball mode still. Half mm-hmm. of the time, half of the games in both seasons, you were out. So you have to prove yourself. You're not the greatest receiver in football. You have to earn that spot. So get to work and stop the bullshit already. Yes. And I want to go back to when you said the first month of football is embarrassing or boring or whatever because they don't do enough in the preseason or whatever. I want to talk about the Bills versus the Jets. Now, I'm a Bills fan, and you're right. That game was horrible because Josh Allen alone had four turnovers in the first quarter or the first half. Either way, it was mm-hmm. it was bad. It broke a record. I think the previous record was set by Nathan Peterman a year earlier when he played for the Bills. So the Bills clearly love to turn the ball over. But thank God the Jets also suck because their only touchdown in the first half was a pick six. Mm-hmm. Uh which I thought was kind of it wasn't I wouldn't completely blame it on Josh Allen. It goes as an interception against Josh Allen, but it was one of those I don't know if you saw it, but it was just one of those like weird like the the ball must have hit the receiver's foot or something and bounced into the def- defender's hand, but <clears throat> Sam Darnold looked completely lost out there. Yeah. And Adam Gase is supposed to be like this like quarterback mm-hmm. guru. So I I felt pretty good that we were able to like Josh Allen took over that game in the last two drives so i i felt pretty good that we were able to get a get the win but you're right that game was completely horrible man but uh let's and, go bills yeah and nine i would say 90 percent of the time the jets finish the game and win but you yeah. know what does that say about the jets that you lost a, a week one game like that now you're gonna face i believe they face in week two the browns is it the browns yeah so both teams have something to play for you only have 16 games in football you don't want to go zero and two because that's you know that's like being in, in in baseball literally that's like being zero and twenty basically yeah um so you know who's gonna step up I kind of have more faith in the Browns at this point I don't know what Sam Darnold is and yeah I don't know I I think I you know Le'Veon Bell he didn't do much to impress anybody 
Um, was it Adrian Peterson that didn't dress? Uh, Adrian Peterson, I think he might be on the Redskins. Oh, still. is he on the Redskins? Okay. Never is mind. he? I'm on a different team. I don't know. But, anyway, but the Bills play. Point is, the Bills, you should have won yeah. that game. You lost it, and now you're in a, in a position where you have to win on Sunday. Um, you're not completely. It's not a must win, but you have to win this game if you want to, you know, feel better going into Week Three. Feel like you have an honest shot to make a postseason this year. You you go zero and two, and you're digging yourself out of a hole before you start to feel like you're yeah. a contender. You know. And I, I have to, I'd have to look at the schedule again, but for me, it is a must win for the Jets because I think their next four games are pretty tough. I think it includes playing the Patriots as well. But um, if anything, it's an even more must win for the Browns because after, like you said, after all the hype in the offseason, that team cannot start off 0-2. Like, no. Cleveland fans are going to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially since I think they're playing that game home. The Browns are playing at home again. Right. So uh, I think it's a must win for both teams. Uh, the Bills play the Giants next week. So back-to-back weekends, the Bills have to be in MetLife. I nice. personally think we're going to win, but I watched the, a little bit of the Giants game, and Eli did not look that bad to me. He didn't look bad and, at all, I didn't think. And Saquon Barkley's a monster. He's a beast. Like, they just had, they, and I don't know yeah. why they didn't hand the ball over to him more, man, because he, so, he was eating them up alive. So what, what happened in that game where Daniel Jones got a chance to go in? Is it, was it because it was out of hand, or was Eli like embarrassing himself? No, it was out of hand. Eli was playing a good game. It was out of hand. I think it was like the last three downs, maybe. They were pointless. Completely pointless. There was an, there was no there was there was zero point in putting him in the game. I don't think they had planned his appearance at all. And it was kind of spur of the moment, we're out of this game. Um, let's give him these last three, you know, touches or whatever. But they should have done it sooner because the Giants were out of the game much sooner in the game. Dak Prescott yeah. was fucking, you know, he was a beast. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott too had a good game, even though he didn't dress in in the, in the preseason. So they should have just given him the fourth quarter. So if you really want him to get experience, give him a quarter at that point. Don't give him just one series. What's the point? Just let him sit on the bench and let Eli fucking take it over. But Eli played a good game. So that's encouraging. Hopefully we, you know, we could win some games against some teams, the Redskins, maybe, I don't know if we face the Dolphins this year. But um, I think I think you do because we're facing everyone in your division and you're facing you, which means you should be facing everyone in our division. So I think you are. You will play the Dolphins this week this year. I like how you're referring to the Bills as we. It's kind of embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. I'm invested already. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm trying to get my brother to be a, a Bills fan as well. And he said because the Bills were losing that game on Sunday, he's like, fuck the Bills. And I was like, listen, <laughs> if they come back and win this game, you're going to join me. And he's like, all right. Wow, so, that would be amazing for you guys to join forces on a team. I'm trying to, I'm trying to start a family over here. Wow. But anyways, I thought that we were going to be able to get through all these scores and break down a little bit of something, but I definitely didn't watch all these games. I was watching the Bills game at one, which means I missed almost all the games yeah. that were happening that, at one. That's what's How tough do- about football is that it's, it, it is very regional. It's very nationwide, but it's regional too. Like You yeah. have to invest a lot of money for that direct TV package so you can watch every game or whatever. But that's a lot. And and um, I know that there was a point where I did have the red zone package. And that shit is pretty – it's cool. Like, it's good to, to be able to watch every single team or whatever when mm-hmm. they're in the red zone. Um, I don't have it currently. So I'm in the same boat as you are. I watched maybe – I watched the Giants game. Not entirely, but most of it. I would say 75% of it. And then I watched most of the games that were on throughout the day. Um, 
So I'm on the same boat. And then the fucking Antonio Brown story just took over. That shit was just, it just ate yeah. up the entire weekend. I want to break into the Antonio Brown thing in a little bit. But again, how did these NFL guys do this? Like, how do they keep up with all this? There's so many games that I didn't even think about. Like, for example, 49ers versus the Buccaneers, 31 to 17. I don't know why I thought the Buccaneers would win this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't but even... it's just so much to think about. Kyle Murray on his debut uh, ends up Tied. coming back in that game to tie it versus mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, which is not yeah. easy. Um, because even though the Lions suck, I, I feel like Stafford is is a little bit above average than, than the average, like a little bit better than the average quarterback. I feel like he has like a, a cannon. Fun fact, uh, Matt Stafford played baseball with Clayton Kershaw in high school. Nice. Um, so yeah, I guess we can just go through the scores, man. Let's see here. Packers beat the Bears 10 to 3 on Thursday night. Terrible. Uh, Titans whooped the Browns. 43 to 13. Ravens beat the Dolphins 59 to 10. Wow, that was a horrible game. Uh, Vikings beat the Falcons 28 to 12. Bills beat the Jets 17 to 16. What a nail biter. Nail biter. (laughs) Nail biter. Hot dog. (laughs) The Eagles beat the Redskins 32 to 27. Mm. Uh, That was a a really nice game of football right there. the Rams beat the Panthers 30 to 27. Wow, that must have been a good game. And I completely missed it. Probably, what time was this game? Uh, this probably was one of those one o'clock games that, you know, would have never oh. aired. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 40 to 26. No surprise there. The Chiefs are unstoppable. They might go to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl this year, or so I've heard. Mm. Uh, and the Chargers beat the Colts 30 to 24. I have no idea. See, this is what I'm talking about. Andrew Luck retiring was such a big thing. Yeah. I thought that I would remind remind myself to at least check in on the Colts to see how they're looking, and I completely forgot to do that. I, also, I think that's a lot of the Antonio Brown thing as well. Yeah. Um, Seahawks beat the Bengals 21-20. God, this is taking longer than I thought. Cowboys <laughs> beat the Giants 35 to 17. Mm-hmm. Cardinals tied the Lions 27-27 mm-hmm. in overtime. Uh, 49ers, I just mentioned before, 49ers beat the Buccaneers 31-17. to And I'm going to mention Saints real quick, played last night, beat the Texans 30-28. That was a good game. And that leaves Patriots versus Steelers, Raiders versus Broncos. Why are these two teams related? Because the Raiders released Antonio Brown, which they got from the, from the Steelers, and the Patriots signed him to a one-year deal, so he's now in the nice. Patriots. Uh, the Patriots handled the Steelers 33-3 to three in primetime. And I'm happy that about this, but I'm happy that the Raiders won last night against the Broncos 24-16. Mm. to 16. Ah, those are your NFL scores. Wow. wow. Any, any, any final comments before we move into the big meat story of, this, of the episode? Yeah, so there's just a couple things. Not that I'm some sort of football expert because I'm not, but from things that I've been reading here and there, I, too, after Luck retired, I thought maybe the, the Colts would suck, blah, blah, blah. But apparently, they're much improved, and they're supposed to be a pretty good team this year. So I want to keep an eye on the Colts. And what was the other thing? 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 The other well, thing? The other well, why you thing? Think, well, why yeah. you think about that? That's why I kind of wanted to check in on them because, like, w- watch some of the – not check in. Like, they're a patient or something, like, on life support. But, like, I wanted to see the game for a little bit because I think that's why everyone was so upset about the Andrew Luck thing that they finally set him up with a with an elite yeah. team and he was supposed to you know 
take them to the promised land. But mm-hmm. that's kind of why I wanted to watch that game as well. Yeah. Oh, Dave, I also, you have to say, yeah, go ahead. I also want to continue keeping. Obviously, we're going to be hearing a lot about the Patriots with the Antonio Brown signing. But I read somewhere that Gronkowski, I know that he had said this a couple of weeks ago. He was crying on stage. He was, you know, he he's a part of some company. I think it was like some some sort of hemp company or something. CBT. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyway, and he had said he could come back. He he could come back this year. He could come back next year. He could come back in two years. He could come back in a week or two weeks or in week six or whatever. And it sounds like like it's it sounds like it's a real possibility that Gronkowski could could come back. And if he comes back, he's going to be a member of the Patriots because I don't think he was a free agent when he retired. So can you imagine a team, <laughs> the Patriots, not with A.B., they got Edelman back, um, and fucking Gronkowski on the team? I mean, just end the season now. What the fuck is the point of watching? I know, right? And I kind of, I kind of would expect him like i wouldn't be so surprised if he came back because it's like it's 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 all good i mean is there like a limit to how much a guy has to play in this regular season so that he could play in the playoffs is that is that a thing in the nfl do you know i don't think so okay well yeah because i'm thinking like they're all complaining about the what they have to go through week to week during the regular season what's better than the patriots always make the playoffs then you just come back and play in the playoffs like that Mm. seems like a very reasonable like doable thing for Gronkowski they're gonna go to the playoffs anyways like so I have some sound here real quick I just I just because this is where I found it um so it's Dave Portnoy of uh Barstool Sports and this is let me see if this is the right audio I'm gonna play it real quick here it is and I could yeah I won't say what thanks man man. yes no problem one week though seriously uh 14, 15. I know. Yeah, week 14. Just avoid the grind of the season. Come yeah. back to the play. Exactly. That's and then Easy. Yeah. I want to be single coverage with all those receivers yeah, we have. Won't even get touched. Week 14. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying he'll come back week 14. He might have just been joking, but I know that CB, uh, Yahoo Sports picked it up and, and they're kind of running with it. I don't know if, they're just, if it's just clickbait or whatever, but... I just don't even want to know what what that would. That's not even. I don't even think it's fair. I mean, give me a fucking break. I know, right? But I mean, what what are you gonna do, man? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Whatever. It's not like the Giants are going anywhere. All right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start talking about Antonio Brown. Yeah. The biggest, to me, probably like the most biggest the biggest story i think for something that was so wrong to me in my in my brain like it just doesn't make sense um and when i mean when i say bigger story i mean i'm saying i'm maybe michael jordan retiring the first two times was like the biggest thing this mm-hmm. to me was big like and it, it, it was big for like all the wrong reasons um so before we get into antonio brown i just want to point out julio jones signs an extension and becomes the highest paid wide receiver Mm-hmm. Well deserved, uh, and I think that's good to mention when we're about to get into another very talented wide receiver. But what the hell, man? Like I don't even know where to start. You want you want to take a crack at it? <laughs> I'm just kind of mumbling over here. So with with Antonio Brown, um, let me just go over really quick. And I didn't plan this before. You know what? So yeah. I'll I'll give I'll I'll drop a little bit of background back story 
So okay. originally, so you, we'll, we'll, oh, you, you had, your you had a oh, stunning. Bad. Whoops. No, keep going. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's fast. You have the you have the whole breakdown right there. No, no, no. All right, so from what I vaguely remember last season is that he had a falling out with Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Uh, I think he, from what I remember, and I'll get corrected somewhere if anybody listens to this and wants to reach out and let me know that I was wrong about this, but to me it seems like at the end of the day he realized that the Steelers were always going to be about the quarterback rather than him, which he probably thought he was the biggest – you know, the most important player on that offense when that's never the case in football. It's always the quarterback. So if you ever have anything against the quarterback and your quarterback just happens to be a two-time Super Bowl winner, probably Hall of Famer, Ben Roethlisberger, they're always going to take his side. So I guess Ben Roethlisberger must have said something, called him out on a certain play right before the playoffs or, you know, regular season, last two games right before the playoffs or maybe in the playoffs, whatever. I don't remember how that ended. Uh, I guess that pissed him off. He demanded a trade. It was ugly. Because he was going on social media talking all this shit. And so he want he to me, what I got out of that was that he wanted to get paid. He mm. wanted to be one of the highest paid wide receivers. And he should be. But mm. the Steelers don't really pay wide receivers like that. So they traded him to the Raiders. Right? They traded right. him to the Raiders. Yeah. They didn't just like release him they, and they the traded Raiders. him, yeah. They traded him to the Raiders, and the Raiders gave him this pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh and 30, then 30 mil, I think. 30 mil guaranteed, uh, which is which is good for a wide receiver, which is great. And even though Julio Jones got 64, 66 million guaranteed, 64 duet signing. I have it written right here. Nice. And I even think Odell Beckham got the same type of deal. I think Odell got like 60 million guaranteed as well. So, hmm. Must be something with how old Antonio Brown is or whatever. Maybe. Or, or maybe maybe it has something to do with the length of the deal maybe it was a shorter deal something like that yeah yeah you're you're right you're right but anyways first antonio brown doesn't show up to practice or he's not ready to play because he gets frostbite on his foot that was the first thing and we were just like whoa this madden curse is real whatever and then then he starts to complain about hit this helmet that he uses he uses his older helmet that the nfl used to allow Mm -hmm. i guess they don't allow anymore due to safety reasons i never looked into it because i don't care why Mm. antonio brown doesn't want to play you know i kind of just try to ignore all that stuff and mostly just focus on the games uh it became a huge deal about that he he went to i guess he tried to file like a he filed a grievance i don't know what filed a grievance twice and got shut down both times yeah uh because he missed practice the raiders find him they find him because that's what happens when you miss practice you didn't come to work you get fined he posts that those fines on yep. social media, which mm-hmm. I was like, why? Why would he do this? Like, mm-hmm. why do guys just go out of their way to to create controversy? And uh, I don't know if this is true, but I don't think we would have ever found out what those what the fine was if he hadn't posted it. So he did that all himself. Like yep. he he put himself in that position. And uh, I forget what the next thing happened was, but uh, oh, I got you right here, CT. The next, the next thing that happened was that the Raiders suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. Um, there was the whole thing about the cracker comment that he called Mike Maycock. Maycock? Mayock? Maycock. <laughs> Maycock. Uh, Maycock. <laughs> Mayock a cracker. Then those reports were refuted, but apparently he did shout some shit at him, punted a ball, threatened to hit him, smack him in the face or something. 
So they suspended him for that. Then he posts that video, which, by the way, was really nicely edited. Whoever his filmmaker is did a really good job. But it's kind of crazy that you have a filmmaker following you around. Kind of goes to the point, kind of proves a point, which I think this whole thing is orchestrated, that it was orchestrated. But anyway, he posts that video on YouTube and has a conversation between him and John Gruden in it. Um, apparently, that violates a rule. So the the Raiders suspend him again. Or not suspended, they fine him again for more than $250,000, which $215,000, which apparently triggers some sort of clause where his $29 million of guaranteed money um, is voided. So after he got that, after he got that notice, he posted on Instagram that he's not playing without any guarantees. Uh, Release me, he wrote, and then the, the Raiders hours later released him. Hours after that, he gets signed by the by the New England Patriots. It's a fifteen million dollar deal that includes a nine million dollar signing bonus. It's a one year deal. Mm-hmm. That's pretty it. good. That was that's that's all. We of also it. we also didn't mention all the way at the beginning. So he signed with the Raiders in uh, in March. So all of this took place within six months between March and early September. The first incident, which so much shit happened with this guy. There was the, the the hot air balloon shit after he walked oh, out of yeah. practice. All of I that stuff. I forgot that. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, he was also involved with the biogenesis doctor. That was a story for a while. Um, that doesn't even get talked about anymore. Like you said, the again, which can go to the orchestrated thing, the the Madden cover thing. Is it an axe? Is it is it a? I mean, you don't get frostbite on purpose, but no, I know. Like I don't know. It to me, this all just feels like. Like he, he wanted out of the Raiders, and he wanted yeah, he wanted to go somewhere else. And I think it was either the Chiefs or the Patriots. And I think that there had to be some sort of what's the word yeah. I'm looking for? Not collusion, tampering. Because how the fuck do you have a deal written up hours after your release from the Raiders with the Pats like that? It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's why actually, I'm wondering like. Everyone's saying that he did this all on purpose, that he, you know, he he wanted to get released. But did he really want to get rid of $30 million guaranteed? Like, did he really want to? Is that where he really wanted to be after he wanted to get traded because he wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get paid? And I guess be like the top dog, uh, which he got from the Raiders and he was going to get paid. Is that what all like is was all this worth it? Do you do you, do you think at any point he stopped to think like, wow, you think right now he's like, wow, I really messed up like I lost 30 million dollars for nothing you know i'm starting to think like but i'm thinking if this goes like randy moss and tom brady went i think it was like 10 years ago or something um and they can become some sort of dynamic duo and he just elevates his game to a whole new level because apparently his work ethic isn't a problem like this guy works super hard he was teaching all the raiders wide receivers his system apparently he's very analytical and all this shit um so he is a hard worker he's just a mental case and this this all sprung about like a year or two ago he wasn't like this before which all raises questions too maybe he sees the long game he knows he has three four years left of of elite play that he can play in his prime like this if he can have a monster season with tom brady this year he might get his big ass deal next year he might exceed julio jones's deal you know you never know i mean maybe that's what he's thinking I don't know. But you know what it is? You know what it is, though? It just doesn't like if he wanted to show the world that he can be this, like, you know, get his numbers up because of Tom Brady, then why not just stay with the Steelers? You know, like the Steelers and him 
and Ben Roethlisberger had a pretty amazing thing going where he's yeah. the only wide receiver to put up, I guess, six thousand yard seasons, and and they he was the number one option on mm-hmm. the Steelers. He is the number one option on the Patriots. I guess what I'm saying is, what's the difference if you playing on the Patriots than playing on the Steelers? You know, in the Steelers, I think, I think you had him this. And- him and Roethlisberger had some beef going on because I think that's okay. how this all started. Because I, I remember when it all started, I kind of defended him a little bit because Roethlisberger put him on blast on the radio, on his radio show or some shit. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, you don't do that shit. Like that's, A lot of people came out and said that's why they didn't like playing with Roethlisberger because he would put yeah. you on blast and he would you know throw you under the bus to, to put himself above you or whatever, even, even if it's his fault. And I got it. I understand that. But... Now AB's taking it to a whole new level. This shit is getting it's out of control. I mean, he's quiet now. And that's another reason why I think it's orchestrated. All of a sudden, you don't hear anything. It it was well, like day after day, hour after hour, there was something. Now all of a sudden it's all quiet. I feel like it's quiet because he lost his money. And now he's like, Oh shit. I went too far. I never thought that they would go to the point of taking away my guaranteed money. Now I really better play by the rules. Now I really should try to get my act together and see what I can make out of this career that I have left. But it just doesn't seem like it's a win that he took less money and less year, less, less years. And that was like his underlying plan just because he wanted to get out of the Raiders so bad. It doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't see what, how he could want to leave the Raiders so bad. I feel like this all, it was, it's the way that they handled finding him and suspending him is what I think led to all this. And I don't think he ever thought that they would release him. But did you see That's the video? I'm... Did you see the video of him when he found out that he got cut? Yeah, yeah. He's he looks like he looks like it looks like it was like ah oh, yeah like I'm so happy all all's coming according to plan. But again, I think that was all based off the last two days, or maybe him trying to save face and make it look like he is you know okay with all this. But I don't think he's okay with all this. Again, he lost thirty million dollars yeah. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I don't I, as much as an athlete says they love to play football and especially in football. You never, ever, you should never feel good about giving up guaranteed money. And I really think thirty that $30 million that he lost uh, is what got him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. He seemed really ecstatic when he found out. He jumped in the pool. He called his grandmother. And he was saying, like, I'm free, Grandma. I'm free. As if, you know, he wasn't free before that. Yeah, that like a, a lot of but, these issues he caused, he brought upon himself. And I think that's why... I well, I feel like this is what he wanted in the long run. Maybe he didn't. He maybe he, maybe maybe there were other people. It's not just the, the the Pats. I heard I heard also that the Chiefs were were in on this too. That they they almost got him before the Pats jumped in. So I think that a lot of teams saw what was happening the day before when he got that fine and they and they uh they took away his guaranteed money and they said this guy's gone. They're gonna cut his ass. He's he's not gonna stop this. So they started getting their shit ready. And I think maybe. The plan didn't work as he wanted to. Maybe, maybe he didn't get. Maybe he thought that they would match the thirty mil, or whatever. But it didn't work out that way. Um, but you now you're 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 probably gonna get a Super Bowl if you stay healthy. You're probably gonna catch about twenty five, thirty touchdowns this year from Tom Brady. Um, I don't know. You're gonna get well, paid the, next year. Here's 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 the last point I'm gonna try to make on on that. I did watch the video when he found out that he was released and how ecstatic he was and that he found out he was going to the Patriots or whatever that video was where he was going crazy, jumping in the pool, calling Mm -hmm. his grandma, like you said. That, to me, sounds like an over-exaggeration. And I already think that 
Antonio Brown is a diva, like a wide receiver diva, how they like mm-hmm. to say. So I think that's an over-exaggeration. Then I think I think of how John Gruden was throughout the whole thing. And he sided, he was willing to let Antonio Brown play last night uh, and not suspend him, mm-hmm. which is what the front office wanted to do. They wanted to suspend him. And John Gruden took his side. Now, I, I know John Gruden has a little bit more power in that organization than a regular head coach does. And clearly, he's there for the long, long run. So the relationship, the way that he treated Antonio Brown, the whole thing, I gotta believe that it wasn't that bad of a situation for Antonio mm. Brown for in the Raiders. I really think that he thought that he was gonna get his way, and not to wear his helmet, but maybe get his way in the sense that like he could waive all these fines and still play Monday Night Football, which is which he was gonna get. But I think he underestimated what would happen after he threatened the general manager. And they ended up releasing him where he lost all his money. It yeah, seems I like th- as soon as they said, we, we're, we're taking away your guaranteed money, he's like, release me. That's it, it wasn't no. even like a thing where he was putting – it wasn't even a thing where he was putting on a show or being hysterical. Mm-hmm. He just like released me. It was just one social media post, release me, and that's it. Right. So I, I, think I, the, really- I think the beef was with, with May, Mayock. Um, and I think you're right. I think it was all the fines. I think it was all that stuff. Um, and I, I give credit to Mayock for not not letting the star run the show. Like a lot of a lot of even John Gruden was kick, kick his, uh, kissing his ass, which I get. You're the coach. You're you're on the field with him. You have to make him feel like you have his back and stuff. Um, but I think that whatever happened between him and Mayock was what caused this whole thing. I agree with you on that point. By the same token, I I do think that this was an NBA style player trying to dictate where he's going to go and i think that maybe you're right he's not he didn't get the money that he wanted in the long run and he might be disappointed by that but i still think that he this is what he wanted in the end hmm. that's what i think um and you're entitled to your opinion that's all i got to say about that so the, all right so guys the page, well, so the patriots add to their their list of you know the shit they're willing to do to win a championship. Like everybody has a list of shit, right? Like, like the things I'm willing to do to achieve my dreams. Like if I, if I were to become a filmmaker, which is a dream of mine, right? What would I be willing to do? Um, there's a list move of shit Hollywood. that I'd be, right. I'd be willing to move to Hollywood. I'd be willing to maybe make some, make less money for a while. I'd grow a mustache. Grow, I'd grow a mustache. I'd, I'd have a mohawk. I would get people coffee for a week and be their bitch for a week or whatever. Um, wow. No sex things, though. No sex things. Um, no sex but, things. But I wouldn't, one, I wouldn't employ a murderer like the, like the Patriots did. Um, I wouldn't. All right. He, was he a murderer <laughs> when he was, he, was he, was he not a murderer after the fact? Not, I not wouldn't before? go, I wouldn't go to a nail salon to get a blowy. Um, I wouldn't start deflating shit just to make myself look better. I wouldn't be recording people without their consent. I mean, the Pats are just an evil, evil organization. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man. And we can end the episode right there because I'm not going to defend the Patriots, <laughs> but I respect the Patriots. I'm not going to defend them, but I respect them. I respect yeah, them, too. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Tom Brady, though. Honestly, that's my I res- guy. I respect them like like a, a soldier respects. And I'm talking about soldier in the sense of the mob, the mafia soldier, like the guy who they sent to go whack somebody. I respect them like the soldier respects the capo or the boss of the family because mm. clearly they have no morals. <clears throat> I, res- I respect them kind of like those family members that you respect just because they're family, but you don't really know them too well. 
and you're not gonna you're not gonna take time to get to know them because the, the, those those days are gone already. You know, time has passed. Yeah, if you didn't but get to know them before, but everyone else knows them, so you you just follow. So you them respect on. them. Yeah, you respect mm-hmm. them. You'll have your moment. They're the mafia, and Tom Tom Brady is like the underboss. Robert Kraft is you know Vito Corleone. Yeah, that's all I got. The what? The Welcome to the Show podcast is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show for a free audiobook trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to check out our new podcast, the Replay Podcast, brought to you by Anchor, by the way. Um, Go to wttspod.com to get links, episodes, all that information. It's called the Replay. This Friday, we're going to be talking about Memento. If you haven't watched Memento yet, go check it out. Yeah, and uh, I forget all the stuff we usually say to end this episode. Uh, let's see here. Music by VM Varga. True. Artwork by... Are we still doing artwork by Luigi Gomez? I, I know we had a, a logo change. I mean... Should we... Yeah. No, yeah, sure. Luigi. Luigi's a man. Artwork by Luigi Gomez and also Word. Manny Gomez as well. Mm. The guy does some artwork too. The bad ones are mine. The good ones are Luigi's. Uh... Mm. Peace out, everybody. What is that all? Is that all we usually say? Is is there anything else? Like this episode is brought to you by Mitchum deodorant. <laughs> Mitchum, wow. Is that what you're using? I've been I've been no, using Arm and Hammer like a natural one, but I'm getting like severe grajo lately. So I I jumped over to degree. Like, yeah, the I use degree. I use degree. No, my dad uses Mitchum, and like I feel like it has a very weird smell. Mm. So there it's you go. Very, it's very. Uh, slimy. So this outro was brought to you by Degree Deodorant. Visit DegreeOdorant.com forward slash welcome to the show for 10% (laughs) off your next deodorant purchase in any Dollar General near you. Word. Good luck finding those. (laughs) I'm probably going to cut half this outro off. But anyways, guys, thank you. Uh, That was our football segment and see you next week. Peace. Peace.